Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios in New York. Uh, millions of Americans finance the home of their dreams with their help. They can help you to Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. This weekend, the NFL on CBS is home to the divisional round. Saturday night at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, the Titans try to shock the world again when they head to Baltimore to face Lamar Jackson and the top-seeded Ravens. Then on Sunday at 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, two of the game's elite young quarterbacks square off when Deshaun Watson and the Texas meet Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Both games begin with the NFL today on CBS. The Player of the Week is brought to you by Granger. Let's take a look at the one who got it done this week. It's Deshaun Watson with his miraculous comeback against the Bills, down 16 with a minute and a half left in the third. They won the game in overtime, and he broke free from a two-headed monster sack to throw a miracle pass and a huge gain, and they went down and kicked the game-winning field. It was all because of Deshaun Watson that they won that game. The Player of the Week was sponsored by Granger, delivering the products that keep your facility running is what Granger does best. They've been doing it for 90 years. Visit Granger.com for whatever you need, whenever you need it. Granger for the ones who get it done. Our toll-free line, 855-212-4CBS, is brought to you by Geico. Great news, you can save a bunch of money if you switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. All right, Carver High, let's go back to these uh, interviews we did and analyze the rule and judge hires. First of all, I guess the meeting went down, he said, in Waco at Rule's house that, remember, he never wanted to leave because he was so happy. And then you saw me today uh, tweet that everyone's happy until someone gives him more money to be unhappy. Especially the kind of money that he got. I mean, it money is... that I look. I know that this guy's a billionaire or whatever this guy's right. deal is. Tepper. I, I get all that, but to be fair, this guy has never been a head coach in the NFL before. I get it. He's been a you know done unbelievable things at Temple and Baylor. I I, I fair okay, and he's the hottest guy out there for two years now. Last year he was too, and he ended up staying. Six years, $70 million. But for this guy, I guess it's a drop in the bucket. Who cares? He wanted to make sure he got the guy, and he gave him everything he could. Better hope it works out, I guess, or else he's just blowing, you know, 60 or $70 million, whatever it is. I, I just I, – I don't get the – I think it's a little too strong for somebody who's never – Never done uh, it. You know, not only never done it, I mean – it's not like he's coming off two national championships. But a lot of people say that he's, you know, coached on, uh, excuse me, both sides of the ball. He's done de- defense, then offense. He's done it all, and he's been very successful. And uh, I-, I think the thing that is sketchy for me is the years that are involved That's in this the deal. Thing because- this guy's set for life now. He doesn't even have – if he fails – and they fire him. They're gonna pay him out. It's and he wh- and he got. They had to pay six million to Baylor to get rid of him. That was like buying a a, a car or something. That's a twenty dollar bill to Tepper. I understand right. it. But 
That's the thing with me. Look at the track record of all the college coaches that jump to the NFL. It is more miss than it is hit. It just is. And to give that kind of commitment, why not give the guy three years? And if things are working out, then you could throw him six more after that. You know, I just, I didn't see the need for the aggressiveness to give him six or seven, or seven years, what, you know, is what it is, right out of the gate. But uh, it's Stepper's team. He's making a statement. He got the guy that he wanted. And uh, may, hopefully for him, Rule does a great job down there. What do you think, Mafia? I think it's less of a risk than some of these other college guys you're talking about who have no experience in the NFL. Obviously, he has coached in the NFL before, not as a head coach, but he's been there. He's been around, you know, franchises, one of the most successful in the history of the NFL franchise in the Giants. Obviously, not recently because of the last couple coaches, but they do have, you know, two Super Bowls in these last 20 years. He's been around the NFL, so he knows what's going on, how things run. That's different than these guys who have just been there. It's not like he's coming just from Temple and Waco. He has been at the upper levels before, but still seven years for $62 million. I know you got to outbid the Giants because he has you know that little soft spot in his heart for them, and he's from the city and everything like that, but $9 million a year almost for a guy who has not done it full-time at this level is just insane to me. I mean, it, you're almost to the numbers of Gruden out in Oakland or you know now Las Vegas, but – this guy doesn't want a Super Bowl to give him $9 million a year. That was the nuts. only way, in my view, that they were going to keep him from interviewing with the Giants. And I, I agree with Paul Schwartz that the Giants and Mara was never going to give that guy seven years and $60 million. No, this is insane. What does he get? Five-year deals at best, right? He's paying all these guys. McAdoo, he's paying. Shermer, he's paying, right? And so five years, what, what is Judge getting? Does anyone know? I bet it's five years. There's no way he's giving that guy seven years. I would say max four. Yeah, max. like, yeah. But I, I think that the thought of him being cheap for me is a little difficult to absorb. You know, the New York Giants are like any team in New York. You have to admit, when it comes to money, they print money around here. Do they not, the, the professional teams? All of them. I mean, I, I guess not so much the, uh, uh, you know, maybe the Islanders aren't giving people that kind of money, or the Nets are. They gave Kyrie Irving and KD the 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 entire. They literally gave them the franchise, didn't they? I mean, they both got just absolutely boatloads of money. So I don't want to hear that they're cheap, but you know, I don't think the Jets or Giants are cheap, or the Mets or the Yankees. We know the Yankees aren't. They just gave a guy more money than God in Garrett Cole, right? But do you believe that uh, that the Giants are cheap? No. Uh, I think that the Giants probably looked at it kind of like how I am in going for a guy who has never coached a football game in the Nas- in the NFL. To give him seven years and $60 million is, um, it is, imprudent. is not something that they're willing to do. I, I don't think that... You know, I don't even think money was probably the issue. Although, once again, paying a guy that much who's never done it either is tough. But the seven years, uh, it's a big commitment for a guy that, at the end of the day, you don't know yet. You don't know if it's going to work out or not. You never do with any of these guys. All these unproven guys, they never coached in the league before. Right. So, um, now let me ask you this question. He's going down there with uh, Cam Newton, still in flux, right? Do you believe that he'll be able to convince, you know, everybody that Cam Newton's the guy, or do you think he'll want some other quarterback? 
He's got to want Cam Newton, doesn't he? If well, he's healthy. It, he doesn't have to convince anybody. From the sound of it, the front office wants to keep him. He wants to stay there. I mean, the fans, of course, were jumping on the Kyle Allen bandwagon at first and saying, okay, let's Not get rid anymore. of Cam. But, you know, the end of that season, they said, wait, wait, wait. Can we get Cam back? You know, he's still under contract, right? So I don't think he has to sell anybody. It's the question of, is he selling himself? Is, is that what he wants? Is that what he sees as the future? I don't think um... – uh, yeah, I think he'll be the quarterback. So they're set with McCaffrey. I think Cam Newton will come back. It was a list, Frank, whatever. I think he's going to come back from that. It's not the end of the world. In my view, he's not old. He's not even close to being over the hill. I was more worried about his shoulder than I was his foot, but everybody else seems to think the foot's the real problem with him. I think next year he'll be fine. Uh, my guess is uh, that way anyway. And that do you believe that this guy – Let's say in the how long do you think it'll take him to get them back on track because they really imploded. I think that if Cam Newton is healthy, they'll be normal. They can be a you know win eight nine games next year. Why not? I don't think that the team was that bad. I think that what Kyle said to you is pretty true. You know they were in the mix. They were fighting games this year. I mean you remember they were down on the goal line in Green Bay that one game. They were with a chance oh, to win late snow. in the game in the snow. You know, they, they played hard for a while, and then when Rivera went out, um, everybody just kind of kind of laid down after that when Rivera got fired. So I think that there's talent on that football team. What do you think, Mavi? Do you think they'll win with him, or do you think it's going to take time? I think they could win. I think this is a team that was one of, you know, a couple of years ago they were in the Super Bowl. Even last year they weren't a bad team. You know, they've been around – as one of the tougher teams, if not one of the better teams in that division. It's just tough when you play, you know, the Saints every year to win that division. So I think they're still one of the toughest teams in the NFC if they can get healthy, if they can make a few moves to improve the defense. I think they could definitely get back on track with him. You know, as, as Bailey said, like, they could have done it with Ron Rivera. It's just that they decided, you know what, I think it's time to move on. But if they gave him another year, maybe he bounces back like Harbaugh has in Baltimore. Wow. So, you know, a lot of people are comparing him, uh, this guy Judge, to John Harbaugh because he was like a special teams coach. Can you can you go there and start not comparing fair. him to people? Not fair. It's just not fair to do. John Harbaugh's won a Super Bowl. I, I don't care if he was a special teams coach or whatever. He's a proven coach, gotten it done in the National Football League, and kind of like what but when he came in. Right. But from what I read today, he kind of did a lot of the same things that they're talking about with this Joe Judge guy. Uh, Andy Reid had Harbaugh as an assistant, and he was kind of letting him in on all the other aspects of the team, not just special teams, to get a feel of everything that was going on. So I don't think it's fair to, co to compare a guy to somebody who's won a Super Bowl until he actually does it. Um, if we could go find a few more guys who jump from special teams to head coach, there maybe there's some other comparisons there. But going to the guy who's done it the best and has won a Super Bowl, that's hard for me to do right out of the gate. So uh, what's your feeling about what Paul Schwartz said about Judge? Are you buying that he's uh, – you know, I had, I had said to him that I don't believe that um, they won national championships at Alabama or Super Bowls in New England because of Joe Judge. No, obviously, like you said, special teams can be a very big, important part of it. But for me, I need more of an experience at a, at a bigger position. Special teams is important, but offense, defensive coordinators, something like that, I need more of that because you can say, okay, well, he's the wide receivers coach this year. Well, that was the worst position group they had, wasn't it? Isn't that the, you know, the thing that brought them down this year was the wide receivers? 
They can say he was just a talent or things like. But I mean, come on, you can't. If you can sell me that, so you don't believe in him. I'm not going to buy him as the right hire for them. I'm not going to completely throw mud on him and say, you know, bury him. This guy has no chance. But when you're coming from two failures at coach, when you have young talent that you need to mold, you know, as the future of your franchise, I think they needed a guy who's much more experienced and around longer than a guy who's been coaching the special teams. What do you think? Do you think that he's going to uh, be successful? And do you think that he's um... – you know, be be able to handle New York and the media and the stuff. It ate McAdoo and Shermer alive. Like Shermer could even he he couldn't even do a radio interview. No, and Paul was dead on. I mean, they could find a tree that would be have more personality with the media than Shermer did. I mean, it was it was really bad, especially at the end. I'm gonna be interested to see his opening press conference because, um, you know, nobody has really had an opportunity to hear this guy talk about football. I mean, nobody interviews the. Uh, special teams coordinator. Occasionally, you'll you'll hear the offensive or defensive coordinator. Nobody ever hears this guy. This guy is a legit unknown commodity. And I, I just do believe, like I was saying earlier, that it's a little different than these other guys that has come out of the Belichick uh, tree. You know, whether they Patricia, been, McDaniels. They were known commodities. Did you think Brian Flores did a good job in Miami? I did. He did. He did. I think he did better than McDaniels and better than Patricia. Right. Uh, you know, uh, he did a really nice job this year. That team played hard for him all the way to the end. He still has to obviously get better. He's got to win more than five games, keep, keep doing things like that. But I don't know, man. Something just doesn't seem uh, – and I know the Giants have had a bad track record with these last two guys, but – this guy just coming out of nowhere, sitting around with Saban and Belichick, and I know that he hasn't had a lot to do with them. I get it. You know, those are the guys are the reason that those teams win. But sitting in those rooms with those guys, unheard of, for seven or eight or nine years, whatever it is. It's got to rub that, off. That, right? guy's, that guy's taking in a lot of information in a different way than guys like Matt Patricia, who is just doing defense, or Josh McDaniels, who's just doing offense. Um, I don't know. I, I got a feeling... This could, you never know. This could be the guy that actually works out out of all the Belichick guys. Uh, there you go. 855-212-4227. I have to start uh, getting my priorities in line here. Uh, the Knicks are playing right now, right? Uh, they got, aren't they playing the Lakers? And then, 9.30 right now in the second. Lakers and, up. And then the Penguins are playing the Vegas Golden Knights. are up 3 nothing in Sin City. Mafia, didn't you and I go to the Penguin-Vegas game? And uh, didn't Vegas, I think, beat them 5-4 or something like that? They did, yes. So now the Penguins are taking it out on the uh, the Golden Knights tonight. Maybe I can get those games going. I just watched two college basketball games. I need to get my priorities in line. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. I will say I'm surprised that, uh, you know, I know that his name was hot, Rule. I know that he had uh, that Gucci uh, reputation glowing. Everybody wanted him, right? Uh, you know, the Giants, et cetera, uh, Carolina, and then they got him. I will say that Cleveland, he, too. Yeah, Cleveland, Cleveland. declined. I mean, everyone at least wanted to talk to him, and, and you knew he was going to get a job. But I got to tell you, um, I give him all the credit in the world that he sucked $60 million out of that guy because – there's no way you can tell me that guy's worth that kind of money. There is no way on the face of the earth. Now, I'll believe it when I see it where, you know, let's say, because basically what is it? You know, I, I think he was saying it's somewhere around $9 million a year. Yeah, it's somewhere around So that. if he wins 10, 11 games, you know, let's say 
years three, four, five, six, and he and he wins like between nine and and thirteen games in that window where he's actually winning. You know, let's say ten to thirteen games even in years. You know, three, four, five, six type thing because it's a seven year deal, and he actually earns the money. If he's if he's winning ten games in year three or four, then I'll say it was worth the money. Anything under 10 wins for $60 million, he fleeced them. Yeah, and the other thing that was allegedly a really big part of this, aside from the money, and we right. get it, the money was probably the, the biggest overlying factor, was that Tepper and the Panthers uh, were willing to let him do this sports science program right. that he does at Baylor, uh, bring it to the NFL, bring it to Carolina. So all his charts and graphs and things that he does – uh, big analytics guy, et cetera, et cetera. Aren't they all doing that now? That was McCarthy, one, of the, one of the things that he, he, I guess, told Tepper he wants to do and needs to be able to do there. And, um, you know, he said, he, obviously, no problem. If he's giving the guy $60 million, let him do whatever the program he wants to do. We gave him the keys to the castle. But I just don't think he's worth that kind of money. He basically, without even coaching an NFL game, moves into fifth place. Of the highest paid coaches in the NFL, I think, because he's right under Sean Payton, who makes nine million a year, and like more than a million above Andy Reid, who makes seven and a half. Yeah, he's you know that is that is amazing to me that some college coach that was at Temple and Baylor, excuse my French, is making nine million dollars now in the NFL. Well, that's the thing. But that's I mean, where we're at. It's 2020. This isn't, uh, you know, 1994. I mean, he did great things at Temple and Baylor. I understand it. But it's it's not like he was winning national championships. No. I mean, it's just. Right. He wasn't Lincoln Riley in the playoffs the last two years. He just lost his bowl game. He wasn't Urban Meyer with all his titles I, that they were talking about. I, I thought he did a great job at Baylor, but they didn't. They just played a big game and lost. Right. I don't know. Am I, am I wrong? Didn't they just lose their bowl game? They did. They lost to Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. And they got their ass beat. Right. So uh, here's the deal. He's not worth $9 million. I don't care what you say. John Gruden, in my opinion, isn't worth $10 million. He should not be one of the 10 highest-paid coaches in the NFL. With what you're paying John Gruden, the results are, are just simply not there. I mean, the, the Raiders suck. That's all there is to it. They lo- they lost out. Did they not just start losing? They were – listen, I'll give you that they they were very competitive for, like, what, six weeks? Well, the season's 17 weeks. So he is just fleecing Davis for 10 mil. And now, you know, he's going to be living in Red Rocks in a mansion and coaching the Raiders in Vegas. He's not going anywhere, and he's just getting paid just ungodly amounts of money to not produce. Yeah, he shouldn't be up there in that top echelon of names like, look, and Gruden, say what you want. I mean, he's getting 10 mil. He's a name. He's a name, and he's coaching the He's the, the highest-paid guy in the league, but he's not Well, get- Belichick's the highest-paid guy in the league. His numbers aren't out there. Belichick's the highest-paid coach in the league. That, he that's makes like just, twelve and a half. Carroll makes like eleven. Right, and Carroll's up there too. All right, so so Gruden's th- they third. Don't have, they don't have to announce like they announced. He's not worth ten million. Made, he does. He's not worth ten. But Matt Rule shouldn't be in the same coaching salary discussion as John Gruden, Pete Carroll, or Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, or Andy. Reed. You know, he he shouldn't be there yet. He, he hasn't coached a game in the Doug NFL Peterson. yet. Okay, he shouldn't make more than Peterson. You can make an argument. He shouldn't make more than. You know, 25 of the guys in the league. You know, Do you think he should make more than Bruce Arians? Uh, probably not. He no. hasn't done it yet. But this is, you want the hot guy. You want the what next are they thing. Paying, uh, what are they paying Shanahan? I have no idea. I, I'm not sure. Because he got a lot of money to coach the Niners. 
So, do you think he's a better coach than Kyle Shanahan? Because he was the hottest commodity in coaching last year, two years ago, wasn't he? Right, two years ago when he got the job. He was he the not the hottest commodity? Yes, he absolutely was. You're telling me that this guy is better than him. Kyle Shanahan was coaching in the NFL. Right. So there's no way you can tell me that some guy at Baylor is better than him. I'm always very leery of the college coach going to the NFL. I know he coached one year with the Giants 10 years ago, whatever. I'm talking about, you know, being a head coach in the National Football League. I'm very leery of guys who haven't been OCs or DCs or or they just – They've been in college forever. The guy's been at Baylor and Temple for a long time now. I, I don't I don't like taking risks like this, but this guy Tepper's got the money to uh you know, risks aren't a big deal to him with the kind of money so, that he has. Uh, tomorrow Jim Schwartz interviews with Cleveland. Thursday, Kevin Stefanski, the Vikings offensive coordinator, and then Friday, Josh McDaniels. They've already so now interviewed the enemy, Roman, Soleil. Uh, they want to have a deal in place by Saturday. I have this weird feeling. Last year they were close with Stefanski. I'm flipping a coin that it's him, that he's going to steal it. The, right. the offensive coordinator of the Vikings that's led this team uh, allegedly to uh, its uh, glory this and, year. And let's be fair here. He almost got the job last year. Let, let's be fair here. Um, that's going to be a, a, a mess for them, especially PR-wise. That's going to be a mess for them. They're going to go with another guy who's never been a head coach. I mean, it, I get it. There's no other guy. Who are you hiring now? McCarthy's gone. All that, man. Do you hire the, the McDaniels? The Viking or, offensive or, coordinator? Right, but. Uh, come on. But do you think that, do you know, he, he, they said that last year that he had this, he would he was literally the choice. He, he And then they gave it to Freddie Kitchens in a swing and a miss. Yeah, because of the Baker deal and, and, right. and all that. But that was a dumb decision. But they really wanted Stefanski. I heard that he was close. Well, then give him the job then. Do you, you think he'll get it or do you think McDaniels will get it? I don't think McDaniels is going to go there. So do you think Schwartz gets it? No, definitely not. Hasn't he done a great job in Philly? He's not getting a job. So is Stefanski the guy? Or do they give it to Biennemi? Well, when are they talking to um, uh, the guy that they show on the TV a billion times, the 49ers? Soleil, they already interviewed him. Already inter- that was last week when they were on the bye. If, they, interviewed it, it, him. they already interviewed him, and if he was so great, they would have hired him. Because well, they can't yet, so because he's still playing, so they can't hire Soleil until the 49ers are out. Okay. So they could still interview all these guys, even if they want to hire. And Soleil. then hire Soleil. The McDaniels thing is funny because I just think it's great that with everything that's gone on with him the past couple of years that, you know, the Giants were supposed to interview him. I I don't know if the Panthers ever actually did. I don't think they did. It sounds oh. like they were all locked in on rule. All these jobs he was supposed Speaking to interview Speaking of for, cactuses. Right. Is he um, not the personality of a garage door? I do not believe for one second that Josh McDaniels will take the Cleveland Brown job. Wow. I guess I, we'll, I I guess we'll see. It. Cleveland, who do you think is going to be your uh, Browns head coach, the next guy to lose uh, 10 games a year? Who's the next guy to lose 10 games a year in Cleveland? Call me, 855-212-4227. I want to hear from you. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. All right, who's ready for the divisional round? Pharrellonthebench.com sure is. A couple of games Saturday, two more on Sunday. You can't beat it. Pharrellonthebench.com is all over it. Every day you get football through Miami, pro and college rack, all the big games, hockey every game, boxing, MMA, every big fight, amazing prize, killer results. Pharrellonthebench.com. Everybody's doing it. They just won't admit it. Sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. 855-212-4CBS. 4227 is the number to get on the bench. 
Looks like Mike McCarthy, I'm guessing, is going to keep uh, Kellen Moore as his offensive coordinator. Is that right? Well, he, it sounds like he wants to, but it seems like Moore might have an opportunity to go uh, to Washington and be the OC at the Huskies. Oh, at uh, yeah, at the University of Washington. Yes. So apparently he's mulling that over. What would you uh, rather do? Be the Cowboys' I don't know. offensive coordinator? Apparently or he's the... from there. I, I don't know the deal. Oh, right. um, so, and it could be a faster track for him. I, I don't know. Didn't that kid play at Boise? Yes. So he's from the you know the Northwest. All right. Uh, the Redskins did they hire Scott Turner as the offensive coordinator? I think they may have. Um, anyway, he uh, impressed calling plays as the Panthers' interim OC over the last month, and it looks like a, a reunion uh, with Rivera there. Pat Shermer wants an OC job. <laughs> Good luck. You got to be kidding me. But to me. be fair, he is an offensive. That's what he should be. He just shouldn't be a head coach ever again because he, when he's been an offensive coordinator, he's done a good job. But that's what he is. Some guys you so, just have to accept. So why didn't they do anything offensively with him standing on the sideline? If you're the head coach, forget everybody else. Make the plays. Make the calls. Because they didn't have an offensive line either season. You had Eli on his last legs and Daniel Jones starting his career. Bill and Phoenix, by the time I get to racially profiled Arizona. Hey, man. We're so glad you're here, bro. Hey, dude. What's happening? I am a frustrated Browns fan. It's just I, I, I have the same feeling I have when they got yanked out of Cleveland and went to Baltimore. This team is misdirected. They got an owner that's lucky he's not in jail, even though you know guys with that much money don't go to jail. Right. They got a quarterback who's a head case. They don't have a coach. They don't have a. Uh, um, uh, general manager. They've had, they've had 12 coaches. <laughs> like, literally, I think, what is it, since uh, I, I think 2000 or something like that, or ni- uh, 99 or something like that. 12 coaches, including interim coaches. Who cares? They've had so many coaches. It's embarrassing. Okay, yeah, throw more salt in my wounds there, Scott. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate it, my friend. Listen. But, I but, mean, I, I'm, I'm seriously, I mean, when the Browns got yanked out of Cleveland the first time, I watched like maybe three NFL games and just focused on my Buckeyes in college football. I'm kind of feeling that same way. Am, am I the weak person to think that? No, you- I, I think that, you know, uh, it's very frustrating. Uh, it's a great sports town, but I, I think it's very frustrating when I have to listen to uh, that they were literally last summer, they were the hottest ticket in the NFL. They were the uh, number one most bet team to go uh, to the Super Bowl. And uh, all of that to me was laughable. I mean, they just they don't go to the playoffs uh, and they don't win. Uh, they're a loser. So uh, it's amazing to me that people were so stupid and so suckered by the Browns and Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry because that's exactly what happened. People were suckered into believing that those three players and Miles Garrett, et cetera, frankly, four, maybe five guys. Um, you know, you could add Ward, I guess, but I, to me, the the depth just wasn't there. I think that there was, you know, those guys are all solid players. I won't give you a negative reaction to that, I, but I don't think, you know, uh, Beckham is a showboat, is what he is. He has 
all the talent in the world, but he's more drama than he is results, right? I mean, that's just all there is to it. He's a sideline disaster. He's, a, I think, a cancer. The way he's been with the Giants, he was a cancer. And then he went to Cleveland, and he knew that he couldn't behave that way anymore, right? So he didn't. But then they didn't throw him the ball. Uh, and then they finally started throwing the ball to Landry. Now, these two were teammates in college, right? So they were supposed to be this magnificent uh, pair of receivers and take the Browns to the Super Bowl. The Browns didn't even sniff the division or the playoffs. And um, the, the, I thought the coach was a joke. Uh, I really did. I mean, I thought he did a terrible job. No, no offense to him, but honestly, he was terrible. And now he's toast. So here they are starting over again. I just don't know how you can ever be successful in anything at all, in any business at all, let alone sports, if all you ever do is every single 12 months you change everything and you just never have any continuity whatsoever. They literally, I mean, I guess the only continuity they have are their fans. Their fans are their only continuity because the team is an utter uh, shack show. It's like a, it's a disaster. It's like a... Um, it's a landfill. That's what it is. Their fans are, are there's continuity there. They, they're great fans. They've stood by that crap forever. The first time they were in Cleveland, the second time they were in Cleveland, those fans are true blue through and through Browns, fanatics, dog pound, all the rest. They're great. You guys are great. Your team's a joke. And they just run it into the ground every year because it's so dysfunctional, is it not? Like, they have no continuity whatsoever. They have an owner that doesn't know whether he's coming or going. Now, I won't deny that guy's made billions in his uh, businesses, but uh, there's been questionable uh, accounting practices there as well. But look, whatever, they just don't do well. And um, I think they've got that stigma, Carver High, of a loser. They're just a loser. I don't care what anybody says. That's exactly true. I mean, that's just it. That that is what it is. They had they have that's what they've been, and that's what that they can't get rid of it. It just doesn't. Do leave you them. believe that that quarterback is good? I oh. do. Um, oh, you do I, think I, he's good? I, look, did he have an awful year? Yeah, he had an awful year. Um, is he still a young player? Yeah, there's. I think that there's still a chance for him to be a good player in this league. I can't throw the guy away. Off of two seasons of starts, I just can't. Do I think it. he's a. He's got uh, enough talent to play. He's more a celebrity than he is a quarterback. But that's a problem. Now, look. All of his beards and shaving and commercials he, and he, he's literally on television he, more than anyone. Did he need to do every single commercial that ran during NFL games this entire season? Probably not. Did he need? To, does he need to? Talk to all the fans in the tunnel before the game's coming out. And, no. And respond to fans no. on Twitter and, no. and do all that stuff. No, he probably doesn't. Probably. What do, what do I think that he needs? I, I think that, unfortunately, they missed this already. I think that they needed somebody established, somebody who has won in this league to come in and sit this guy down and the rest of that team and say, this is how we're going to do things here. All the things that you've heard about of this franchise in the right. past, we are throwing them out the door. We start new today. And only person that can go in there and do that is somebody who has won in this league. Not some guy who's been the offensive coordinator of the Vikings for the last couple years or has been uh, the defensive coordinator for the 49ers for two so, years. So then who is that I, Well, they, he's gone. He's already in Dallas. Yeah. Okay, yeah. he's already gone. All right. That, so they blew it. They, I think personally So no matter they what they that. get, they've already blown it. I, I think mean, they have. I, 
Let me see who they hire. Uh, uh, it's we'll just... see. Tony in Vancouver. Hey, Scotty Young, the Browns coaching up. Uh, Seattle, uh, you, know, so you got these retreads, McDaniels and Schwartz, but there's a guy Seattle had a couple of years ago. His name was Be- Daryl Bevel. Right. It was Daryl Bevel that devised, that restructured the Seahawks offense to fit Russell Wilson when nobody gave Russell Wilson a chance to make it. It, it was Daryl Bevel's mindset that did that. It wasn't Pete Carroll. That was because Pete Carroll's a defensive coach. Bevel did that. Yeah. And his name came up years ago for a coaching job, all of a sudden he fell off the face of the earth. Was, he the, was he the guy that had the great idea not to give Marshawn Lynch the ball at the one-yard line in the Super Bowl? Um, no, I'm not sure uh, if that's yes, him or that's, not. That's, that's exactly, exactly, that's who, exactly who, he who he is. But he, look, he's done a good job, and now he's the Lions offensive coordinator right now. I think that uh, if he was so hot of a commodity, uh, he would have interviewed everywhere, but he's not. So I think he's right where he should be, to be honest with you. He's exactly right where he should be. Yeah. So, there you go. Uh, did you know we're going to war? Did you see all this stuff going on in, in Iran and in uh, Iraq? Like, they bombed our uh, military. The, yeah, the, to the bases in Iraq where the U.S. troops are. Yeah, 12, at least 12 rockets, and they took credit for it and everything else. And then they, they're saying tonight um, that, well, obviously it's morning there. They've threatened to attack inside America now if the U.S. responds to those missile attacks. But they've already said as well, I was watching the news tonight, that they're going to do more of it. So they're, get, they're just getting started with bombing us all over the Middle East. But if we bomb them back, uh, they're coming here to bomb. And so uh, well, I've that, also seen them threaten that allegedly if, they, if Iran's bombed at all, they're going to bomb like Israel and the United right. Arab Emirates and these other countries. Right. So, they're, you know, it's, it smells like war, doesn't it? It really does. Like, don't you think this guy in in uh, Washington D.C. is gonna uh, bomb him? Yeah, it depends on his. He, he already is. bombed him. He's gonna do it again. He bombed him. He bombed him in Iraq, though, where you have a little say. I think if he's, if they, there's not a lot of casualties here, and like they just hit parts of the base and didn't really kill a bunch of service members, then they're probably gonna be like, you know what? Let's just. Yeah, leave I don't it believe there. for one minute that they tried to uh, land bombs close by to give a warning. I think they want to kill Americans. There's no doubt in my mind, without a doubt, they hate us. Let's stop with they're just trying to send a message and, you know, let the bomb land outside the base so everyone gets a warning shot. I don't believe in that. They're, they're trying to kill Americans. That's what they're trying to do. What do you think, Carver High? No political. Won't, won't go there. Do you think it's, they're trying uh, to let, send a message or do you think they're trying to kill Americans? Look, I, I think it's a really, really, really um, You think scary, gas prices are going up? Scary time. Uh, <laughs> All over the world. It is. So that's what I think. They actually had a, uh, a Ukrainian airplane that took off from Tehran actually crashed. It crashed. Off too, which they're not saying it's involved with that. They're saying it's mechanical failure, but kind of fishy circumstances with what happens right after this. Yeah, but I don't think that has anything to do with it. Uh, this is this is something else. Right, all these other airlines are diverting from Iranian airspace, just not even flying near it. Their, their foreign minister said they they're not seeking an escalation of war. Well, what is, you know, bombing U.S. air bases? What, what is that? Is that not an escalation of war? Seriously, I want to know. Does anyone think we're going to war with them? Because I'm feeling it. Look at that way. I mean, what do you think this guy uh, down in D.C. is going to just put up with this? He already did it once. You think he's not going to do it again to try to turn it into a political... Uh, maneuver to win re-election. Go clean house over there. 
Wow, it's crazy, right? This is crazy stuff. I might have to turn on. Do we, are we? Remember, we had the weather channel. What, what did we have? The weather. The hurricane. Weather red zone. Weather red zone. Are we gonna have a uh, war red zone going here? We're gonna have a little war channel with all the news channels and war and and rockets and bombs and explosions and killing. It's craziness. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.